You guys, welcome to The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, Troy McGeady, and for the third week in a row, I'm not in my closet with cigarettes by myself, sweating. I have a friend with me, a friend that you all know and you all love, and I felt like for this episode, there was nobody better for me to talk about this specific person with than Liz Bentley. Liz Bentley, introduce yourself. Hi, Troy. Thanks for having me on. Well, really, I was like, can I come on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, duh, I've already had like a fucking like plot line written out for us like a year. So like, you don't even really need to ask. Like, because I'm obsessed with Troy and I like have been loving this mushroom it's so funny troy you're so funny and the podcast is so good and i'm very excited to be on today well i'm super fucking excited and thank you and i mean like i said i couldn't think of anybody better to record this episode with today we're going to be talking about farah abraham and james dean um yes I mean, (laughs) this is both so in our wheelhouse that I just feel, like, very comfortable. I feel swaddled by this whole scenario. Same. Is this the first couple that's actually, like, never... Well, I guess Kim and Nick weren't a couple. But I was going to say, is this the first couple you've done that, like, literally was never even a couple, but, like, one of them presented them as a couple to the world? (laughs) Wait, are you asking me if this is the first time I've talked about a couple where one of them denied it and the other one said that they... (laughs) That yes. they were in a relationship, even if the other one said they weren't in the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is the first time. This is actually one of the first scenarios just in life I've encountered um, where one person uh, like violently claims that they dated somebody and says in quotes, I know I was in the relationship because <laughs> I'm not really sure what that even means. So. You know, it's very like live journal circa 2002. Yeah, it is. You know what it I really... mean? Does everybody get what I mean by that? Absolutely. I loved Live Journal and Zanga. Yeah, but it's very much like Farah, like what she presented to the world is what I wrote in my Zanga or my Live Journal when I was 14. But like she did it like publicly when she was 22. Yeah. She's like, I'm dating Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't know about what he's doing. Yeah, she did real life fanfic. <laughs> her whole life is a real life fanfic though which is what i kind of love about her she's just so dedicated to delusion you know like so i've been like really anti farah lately because uh the team mom fandom for whatever reason is like kind of turning pro farah and that's upsetting me and driving me further into my anti farah but like i will admit like this girl stays on brand like <laughs> like she has an image to sell of herself and she has never wavered she absolutely does. Like, she, first of all, I've never met a person who, like, will stand behind a delusional thought for literally years. Like, no matter what it is, she just will not waver. She will not shake. She will not rattle or roll. Like, you cannot, you she cannot convince this girl. Test. Oh, absolutely. I really do believe she's one of those people that if you mm-hmm. gave her a lie detector test and said, like, is the sky green? She'd plast that shit with flying colors. It'd be 99.9% truthful. Yes, this the sky is green. This is how she would answer. Well, I don't know what color you see, but in my world, the sky is green. <laughs> and that's a positive thing, okay? I'm presenting a positive green <laughs> sky. Just because you have your negative blue sky doesn't mean that me in my world with my daughter doesn't mean that the sky is not green. Okay? Okay. 
Can I just tell you my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing that Ferris says all the time that she says since she was like 16, but like it really became my favorite thing after she did Big Brother. I love telling people now that they're bringing the negative bullshit out of me. <laughs> like no matter what they're doing, like if I disagree with my mom on something like where I'm blatantly wrong, I'll be like, it's really funny how, you know, I was having a good day and you decided to bring the negative bullshit out of me. <laughs> like, I love, I love how she like, just like. It's almost like she thinks that we will all view her situation as positive if she says it's positive enough. Like, she could be, like, murdering you, and she's like, this is a positive situation, okay? I'm about positivity. Like, as she's, like, (laughs) curb stomping you to death, she's like, I'm about positivity. And you're like, what? (laughs) Just trying to curb stop all of the negative bullshit out of my life and the negative haters who want to bring me in a direction that I don't want to go in. Well, that's I just so love true it. that I want to bring you in a direction I don't want to go in. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> you seem to be headed in a negative direction, and I'm moving towards the light and positivity <laughs> for my daughter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, in April of 2013, it was speculated that at that time that there was this sex tape being shopped around a Farah. And um, James Dean then later told TMZ that the tape was being shot professionally and that uh, it was being uh, set up as a situation where the tape would be leaked. But it was all like set up beforehand and that it would be distributed as a a leaked sex tape. But it was, in fact, planned. Um, This whole thing is just so ridiculous. It's like this is just the perfect example of Farrah just like sticking to her truth because literally – not a single Helen Keller would tell you that this tape was filmed professionally and like set up and she will years later will not change her opinion. It doesn't matter how many times you say it like this was a leaked sex tape, no matter what you say. Like there's I mean, if you watch Paris Hilton's video and then Ferris like back to back or Kim's or even back in the day, like Pam and Tommy Lee, like mm-hmm. There, uh, there's a professional director on set with Ferris. Right. Like, they do scene changes. Like, she goes from the limo to the house to the sex swing. Like, she is right. in, like, a porn house, which, like, you know, like, it just has the vibe of, like, this house has been used for porn multiple times. There are close-ups, like, wide angles. <laughs> there's hair and makeup like she like has makeup changes and hair changes like she has a fucking contour like an airbrushed contour like oh you just decided to airbrush your makeup on before like having sex with your quote boyfriend in a mansion yeah like she wants to present it it's so funny because like she has changed her tune like a tiny bit but not a lot but like when she was really talking about it she was like well a lot of my friends have personal sex tapes and it's like yeah that they made on their (laughs) fucking iphone like right. she's like presenting these to the world as their like boudoir photos. You know what I mean? Like these right. are like classy. Like I, my body looks great, so I just want to get some boudoir boudoir photos done to remember in fifty years. Mm-hmm. Like like people don't hire professionals to go shoot them get fucked in the ass. Like, right. They just they don't, that's not a thing, fair. But she's like, oh, plenty of my friends have done that. Well, also too like. All like okay, Kim and Paris and all those people like their tapes were filmed years before anybody yeah. even knew who they were. Like Paris's tape was filmed three years prior, like what three or four years prior. Same with Kim, and this was filmed like a week before. 
like they literally were filmed like uh photographed holding hands outside of like the vivid studio and then like the next day there was a tape being shopped around like it was like in a week this whole thing had been filmed they had signed the paperwork and then it was released like literally yeah yeah exactly (laughs) god damn it i love fair abraham so much i'm so excited to talk about her for like an hour um so Farah denied the tape to TMZ. She said, of course, because I'm like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hesselbeck, I have a million quotes because I like facts. Uh, she said, I don't think there's any truth to that. I work. She said, I work and I have my own. And professionally, I don't need a sex tape. If there is one, my lawyers will take care of it. So, oh, this was after, actually, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. So James Dean told TMZ that, the tape was being shopped around that it was something that they had done. He called it a porno. And that was like what initially had made her so pissed off because he referred to it as a porn instead of a sex tape. And she's still very passionate about the jargon and the language used to describe this tape. You will not in her presence, call it a porn. It is a sex tape. And those are very different things. Personal, personal, (laughs) personal, released sex tapes stolen from her bedside and james referred to it as a porno she like lost her shit said that you know her lawyers would be taking care of it if anything came out and blah 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 blah. even though they had literally just signed paperwork like when i was reading about this i was thinking to myself i guess to play devil's advocate because i feel like to be fair like we have to like look at this from from her perspective if that's even possible uh but, like, maybe in what they signed, like, I don't know if she thought she, like, because the the premise of the tape was going to be that it was leaked and that was the whole thing. Like, do you think she thought that that was, like, what she was supposed to be telling to the paparazzi? I think so. Um, and also, like, at the time, Teen Mom had been off the air. Like, Farah today is obviously, like, the most famous of the Teen Moms. But at the yeah. time, like, she really wasn't and had no media training, I'm assuming, whatsoever. Like, had really only, you know, she hadn't done couples therapy, sled Big Brother, like, family therapy, whatever, mm-hmm. all these different shows she's done. Um, she hadn't done, like, all the red carpet stuff yet. So, yeah, I bet Vivid, like, hyped her up and was like, this is going to be a personal porn. Like, this is your personal sex tape, personal sex tape, personal sex tape. And, like, I bet, like, her manager and Vivid, like, brought her in on a meeting. You know what I mean? And, like, right. pitched her this idea. And because Farrah is, like, one of the most tunnel vision people that there is, like, she, like, bought that hook, line, and sinker and was like, I'm going to press this narrative. And that's it. And then, like, had no idea how to handle, like, James Dean calling it a porno. Yeah, like, there was just, it felt like a lot of what she was saying to TMZ and to, like, you know, interviewers and they would ask her about it like it just felt like she wasn't they didn't prep her on because i actually read surprisingly i mean and who's to say if any of this is true because like all these people are fucking nuts but i actually read that farah came up with the concept for it's like release that she wanted it to be like a a leaked tape and that um, they would all go around pretending that they didn't know anything about it, and that would be like the way that they would market it, and that they just went with it. Which, like, I, like I said, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, yeah, that makes. I, I feel like it's more likely that it came up like in a, you know what I mean? Like she was pitched this idea of a porn in a room, and kind of given the idea of the personal, like, I don't know, I, 
Farrah's not that good at branding. Like, I, I find That's it hard thinking. to believe that she, like, could come up with that, that idea on her own. I mean, maybe, though. Maybe. I don't know. Farrah's such an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in cash, that, like, I don't understand anything she does. She absolutely, I mean, she defines what it means to be wrapped in her, like, she, that's Farrah Abraham, yeah, especially like, the cash park. She's Erica fucking loaded. Jane should trademark, or, like, copyright Farrah Abraham on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny thing, like, to add to what you said earlier about how she changed her story, um, when she was being interviewed for the very first time when TMZ was, like, asking her about the tape, mm-hmm. um, like, the week that it had come out, like, in that same interview, she said, like, you know, they'll hear from my lawyers if this comes out, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I you know, I have a job. I know how to take care of myself. I don't need to do porn, blah, blah, blah. And then not even a sentence later, she goes, now, if I did personal stuff, that was my own thing. That's nobody's business. If I do my own personal tape that comes out. You know, that's nobody's business. That's my personal thing that I'm doing for me. I have a theory on why she's like (laughs) that. Do you want to hear my, like, totally, like, maybe wrong psych evaluation on why she, like, says stuff like that? More than I can describe to you. Farrah grew up, like, Farrah's parents used to be and, like, still kind of mention it, like, very religious. Like, she grew up in a very conservative Christian home. But, I mean, Deb is Deb. You know, and we know how she is and we should know how she acts. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if, like, a lot in her childhood... I'm I'm about to do a really deep cut. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot in her childhood, they would, like, do stuff in their family. Um, like, her mom would do stuff, but then be like, no, but, I, like, I'm a Christian. I wasn't actually doing that. Like, when Michael Jackson was mm-hmm. a kid and growing up Jehovah's Witness, you weren't allowed to give birthday presents, and his mom would give him presents in brown paper bags and be like, no, they don't count. They're not really birthday gifts. Like, see, I didn't wrap them. Like, they're not birthday right. gifts. But they were birthday gifts. And so he was, like, all confused and didn't understand how to, like, process the world. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Deb was like, Christians don't drink, like, as she's getting shit-faced drunk. And so, like, Farrah, like, grew up in this environment where... It was like, we can do whatever we want, but we're going to, like, say we're not doing it. (laughs) I don't think that's far off at all. I think that that's sort of, like, her entire... That's sort of, like, her whole identity. Like, she does all these things, and then, like, herself, like, won't own it. Like, she convinces herself that it's not who she is or that she wasn't a part of it or that whatever the case may be. And, like, that's just how she goes through life, even though they are factual things that took place. Yeah, like, fair. I'm sure Deb all the time was like, well, we're Christians, like, we don't have, like, we don't have sex outside of marriage, you can't have sex until marriage, but she knew Deb was, like, she knew Michael 20 times, or whatever. Like, right, exactly. Or vice versa. Like, and I think from a very early age, like, Farrah just kind of learned, like, oh, if I just, like, say out loud, like, what I want to be the truth, like, it probably will be the truth, because that's how it seems to work for my mom. Right. No, absolutely. I think that's like a fair, a fair statement to say, especially like the whole religious aspect of that family is so strange. And like, I'm not opposed so fast. Like, like, what the, that's my favorite thing that you said in your podcast. Like they were so over being godly Christians as soon as it didn't benefit them that they were like, bye, bye Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Like Deb is like 
asking Farrah's, like, one-time date, like, do you want to go to heaven with our family? And then, like, three years later, she's like, I really need a liquid facelift. Like, if you sell <laughs> some more dildos, like, everybody watches porn. I need you to deposit my facelift money, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sophia's grandma getting a liquid facelift, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really think like Farrah just like was kind of taught like like you can do whatever you want as long as you like don't talk about it. No, I totally agree with that. God damn it, this family is so like trying to figure them out is so exhausting because each one of them individually, including Sophia, if not at the very top of the goddamn list, they're all so like sort of neurotic in their own way like such a specific neurotic like neurosis like each one of them has their own weird thing going on that combined it just turns into this like totally like fucked up situation yeah yeah also i want to give sophia a compliment and say she's really growing into her teeth and i'm very proud of her it's like really it's really fixing itself and like i for one am very (laughs) proud of the situation I was literally just, you know, pictures of her. I'm not even kidding. I was looking at pictures of her when we were, uh, when I was looking up shit for this episode. And, like, I was thinking, god damn, her teeth were fucked up, like, a few years ago. She's really, like, blossomed. She probably already has a full fucking mouth of veneers. I know. She has, like, full Nene Leaks teeth. (laughs) She comes back (laughs) next season with the horse, the Hillary Duff horse teeth. (laughs) Where she's like, I've had nothing done. She's like, eight. (laughs) (laughs) so in so on april 8th of 2013 the tape was confirmed by james dean to e-news and he said we definitely shot a scene and in my opinion it was very amazingly awesome i thought she was very nice and super sexy and then he said i had he said i'd never heard of her before because i don't follow pop culture but it is nice to see that her fame is not gone to her head i hope she (laughs) I hope she has positive feelings about me, but regardless, I will never have a bad thing to say about her. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to point out like that uh, Teen Mom was off the air. It was like dead in the water. It was done. Teen Mom 2 was fucking killing it in the ratings at this time. They were, I think I saw in season four of Teen Mom 2, which is around when this would have been out, they were hitting six million an episode. Like, and they're barely hitting yeah. a million now. So like Teen Mom 2 was killing it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't even called OG then. It was just Teen Mom was dead in the water. Amber had gone to prison. Everybody was, like, disgusted with Teen Mom. Uh, it really didn't work without Amber, as we've seen. Like, it doesn't work without the four girls. And right. it was often. So, you know, like, now, which is why it's so crazy to think, like, if Amber really does do this porn, which I don't think she will. It, it's, like, so crazy to think, like, why Farrah would have done that porn. But, like, she really... Like, she had no other options at the time. I mean, let's be I mean, she had options. Like, she could have gotten no, a I job. No, I get it. Like, she could have gotten a job. Like, she could have went to work. Like, I'm so <laughs> fucking warped. I'm like, she had no other options. <laughs> You're like, there's nothing left for a young girl. Yeah. Uh, like, but really, like, I just think it's important to remember that, like, it's not like she had a show on the air. You know what I mean? Like, and they had really started to make money, and then all of a sudden, it's fucking gone. And, like... For she got this manager that I guess had worked in porn previously or had a relationship with Vivid, and she jumped on it. And she probably never thought Team Mom would ever come back on air. You know, like 
Yeah. Um, God, it's so weird to think, like, I know it's only been back for a few seasons, but it's just weird to think that there was such a long period of... How long was Teen Mom original not on TV? Uh, I think it went off in 2012 and came back in 2015. So it was off for a that while. That is so crazy. Yeah, it was... I mean, Amber was in prison for, I think, 18 months. So... And then she was out of prison for a little bit of time before OG started filming again. And she had, you know, it had gone off when she was like getting into all that trouble. So, yeah, it was off for, it was off air for at least two to two and a half years, if not three full years. Damn. And then this, like, not long after was when they did those, those, like, being. Yeah, well, those came because, um, so being Macy was actually a pilot. Being Macy was supposed to be her own show because Macy was far and away the most popular teen mom. She was wholesome, you know, had a good family. And, like, it makes sense if we're thinking of, like, 2002 or 2012, like, who's getting a teen mom spinoff show when it goes off air. Like, every person polled would say Macy, right? Like, absolutely, yeah. Far and away. But um, they shot it and it was so fucking boring. They, like, couldn't give her a show. Uh, It just didn't work. And, like... I mean, it would only ever work with Janelle and her whole family, as we've discussed. Um, But so they did the Bean Macy special. And then it wasn't until I think it was almost six months or a year before they did the Bean Caitlin, Bean Amber and Bean Farrah specials. There was a pretty significant gap between them. I think they did the Bean Macy special because they had the film. Whatever. Let's just throw it together. You know, throw it together. Macy's popular. We'll put it on. Got good ratings. And then... Amber came out and Amber came out of prison, obviously willing to film. She had no fucking money. And they were like, okay, like, let's test this out. Let's do bean specials for the three other girls. And if the ratings are there, like, why don't we just bring it back? Also, like, the bean Amber special when they pick her up at the prison is, like, literally iconic. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's truly, I'm not kidding. Like, those bean specials are, I think, the best like I'm, I'm actually really upset with myself that I didn't choose those any anything from those um, specials for like my favorite Teen Mom moment for your podcast because I really seriously think that those those episodes are the greatest in the history of the whole franchise. I, I agree. Re- like because they're so they're raw just, and desperate. And they're yeah, like, it's another fucking show. We have to work. Yes, and we it, it had been so long since yeah. we had seen them, and like I was just so like I feel like we were all so ravenous for like the original girls to come back. Like totally. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> um, so. Farrah then after Dean basic or Dean I'm like calling him by his last name like we're buddies. Uh after James <laughs> no, Dean. No, you're like a reporter. You're an official reporter. Like <laughs> I'm Roger Johnson for Pop News standing outside the arena waiting for Lucky. Um <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, um so Farrah basically had to like announced the tape because james had like outed her basically and i think her whole at that moment like her entire plan had fallen through of like this being leaked and all this stuff like the fantasy of the whole thing was fucked like it wasn't even a few days after (laughs) they had done it that he was like yep we shot a porn first of all he called it a porno (laughs) a porno like what are you 90 yeah (laughs) like what decade is it he's like we shot a porno we filmed it the scenes were great and we're going to market it to the public as a leaked sex tape. Like, I'm, I don't even understand how he didn't get sued for, like, breaching his contract by telling the fucking, showing how, like, the meat, the sausage was made at, at Vivid. <laughs> yeah, I um, think uh, 
James Dean just like has no social skills and doesn't care. That's what it seems. Like he's a very we will get to him for sure. But he is a very fucking strange person. Um so after it was announced, Farah she did an interview with today.com where she said, I wanted my own personal video made made and photos taken for myself. When I'm older, I will have my best year to look back on. After seeing James speaking about my personal video as a porn and not even contacting me before running his mouth, I have to say I'm very disappointed. And then she also said, I personally will have nothing. Well, I personally will never have anything to do with James. Um, so there was like this week where they just like kept going back and forth to today, to today.com. Like she did an interview and then the next day he would do an interview and then it just kept going all week long about this goddamn tape. So then the following day, he said, what happened was the company doing the movie came to me and said, we want you for this. I tried to tell them that I was probably the worst person to choose for this because people were going to recognize me. If you try and wait, if even if you try and obscure my face, people will still know it's me and they're going to know that it's <laughs> just me. From like, dick. <laughs> just from your giant, iconic dick. Like, okay. Uh, and then he said, I said this two weeks ago when we were in the booking process. Um, and like I said earlier, they were photographed, like this whole thing started because they were photographed leaving vivid holding hands and people were like, why the fuck is Farrah Abraham holding James Dean's hand leaving vivid entertainment so they asked him about that and he said holding hands was to build chemistry and help her make more make her feel more comfortable i figured it was harmless it was a harmless way to help make her more comfortable before she had sex with a complete stranger i w- i've always wanted everyone i film with to leave the set smiling Ugh. so wait i need to I interrupt mean- you because first of all the only reason there would be paparazzi at fucking vivid headquarters is because farrah called them herself Thank you. Like, and like Farah is infamous for like paying men to date her publicly and like yeah. set calling the paparazzi. Like that's what she's known for. She's like the queen of calling the fucking paparazzi. So those candid photos of her looking into the camera <laughs> and, and holding his hand and like smiling, like it's it's completely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so wait, I just want to say like first of all, the idea that like today.com was getting all of these exclusives is like my favorite thing. Like I don't know why, I don't but like it. like I just love the idea that the the today show is like, oh well we can't really put this on air, like put it on the online version. Like Yeah. <laughs> Like, send that to today.com, like. It is super weird. Like, it's weird that today.com got the exclusive for the week. Yeah, and also, like, I just want us all to, like, meditate on this idea that she just, like, got this personal video where she gets fucked in the ass and goes ass to mouth. Like, I just need every, (laughs) like... Like, I know I want to remember, like, my body in its greatest shape by watching me go ass to mouth. Like. In a fucking sex swing. Like, it's not like. I just, like, if they wanted to market this as a leaked celebrity tape, like, James Dean is so. Even with James Dean, they could have done it and pretend to date. But just give him a camcorder. You know what I mean? Like, give him a little flip, whatever those flip cameras are that the vloggers I watch use. Like, give him, like, a Casey Neistat vlogging video where he's, like, holding the the gorilla grip thing and, like, like, let him do it by hand. Like, there was – it just doesn't make any sense because even if James didn't run his mouth, like, 
we would have watched a video and been like, uh, there's a cameraman there. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And, like, also, besides the fact that you literally had, like, a full, like, lighting crew and everything set up, like... <laughs> I mean, she looked great. Like, <laughs> yeah, the she lighting looked, is she phenomenal. She really did look incredible. <laughs> she looked incredible. I will say, without a doubt, it's, like, of all the celebrity sex tapes I've seen, which is, like, most of them, it's, like, one of the raunchiest I've ever seen. I, I like mean, the raunchiest. Like, she is, yeah. like, fuck me in the ass, like, close up on her butthole shots. Like, this, yeah. is, this is, like... Like, okay, so Kim's is, like, pretty raunchy because she's giving head. Paris's is, like, nothing because it's that x-ray vision shit. Like, you can't even see right. anything in Paris's. Courtney Sodden's is just weird. Pam and Tommy Lee's was, like, crazy for the day. But today you're like, okay, cool. She, she gives them a blowjob. Like, whatever. Right. Kim's is, like, a little raunchier, I would say. Like, but still very clearly homemade. Like, obviously not for public consumption. Farah's is a triple X nasty porn yeah like, for sure it there like even if it was leaked like like paris's is a celebrity sex tape because it's fucking boring there's nothing interesting in it like you can right. barely see shit like Farrah's like i can't describe the level of like honestly porno is a good word for it james dean was right because like yeah <laughs> it's a porno like it's raunchy and graphic and vivid it is really raunchy and like you're so right like the difference between this and like all of them paris's pam's kim's like they're boring because guess what it's a couple like making love yeah you know what i mean they're fucking boring like that's an actual sex tape a couple like that would only really be interested in watching this together because who the fuck else is gonna watch paris like literally lay on her back and, and and like have sex slowly for an hour and a half not i like i'm sorry like Nobody watches those tapes and, like, watches every single moment of them because they can't miss anything. This one? <laughs> yeah, this is a porn meant for, like, this is a for men to consume and, like, get off on. Like, this is not... You're exactly right. Like, Pam and Tommy Lee's, when they're like, I love you, baby. Baby, I love you. Yeah. Like, the whole time, it's just, like, how much they love each other. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like there's no, like... Ferris is not about love. It's like, let's go ass to mouth and let's do it now. Yeah, and, like, I'm going to bring a glass-blown fucking dildo, uh, an anal probe in the limo with us while we drive to, like, a bar and, like, <laughs> fuck myself in the back of a limo for you real quick. Like, yeah. it's it's truly, I, like, I, I don't know. I feel like because we're so desensitized to sex tapes and we're so desensitized to this whole situation now because it's been years, mm-hmm. when I was going back and, like, reading this shit and, like, the images kept coming up on Huffington Post and stuff, I was like, it is truly crazy that we watch this girl grow up We watch her every week, like, raise her daughter on this show. We've known her for, like, 10 years now. And we just all casually watched her get her ass blown out by, like, a glass-blown dildo. Yeah. And a porn and a sex swing. Like, it's really fucking crazy. I just want to say, like, my my friend, (laughs) I won't say his name, but, like, my straight male friend who knows I love Teen Mom told me that this was, like, one of his favorite porns. He thought it was, like, so hot. Because, like, he, I mean, he doesn't watch Teen Mom. He just, like, knows, you know, knows about it. But, like, back in the day, like, a couple years ago, I mean, I guess this is, like, what he's into. Like, whatever happens in the porn. But, like, he was, like, that was so hot. Like, I loved that. Because it was a porn meant for men. Exactly. That's so funny. 
That is so fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, because we look at it and we're like, ew, gross, ha ha ha, this is so funny. But, like, right. my straight male friend that has no context of, like, teen mom beyond, like, the fact that he watches TV. So he is, like, a general. You know, he's a guy, like, yeah, he's straight and a guy and, like, loves sports and, like, is a very typical man. But, like, he does have pop yeah. culture awareness. Um, right. More so than like a lot of other guys, which is the reason that he's one of my best friends. Because <laughs> what right. else would we have to talk? I mean, he has to be a little, you know, for us to be like one of, very close. But uh, <laughs> like, he has like general pop culture awareness, so he understands that she's on the show Teen Mom, and like has maybe watched an episode with me or one of his sisters. But like, with no like context of Farah, like he loved it. He thought it was so hot. Like we had a whole conversation about it, and I was like. I guess that makes sense because it was like made for you. Like, well, yeah, and I mean, on top of it, like the the other difference is that, like, in those other, I mean, I guess that would be like Pam Anderson would be the exception because at a time she was like the epitome of like yeah. what it meant to be like a sex symbol. But like Paris and Kim just look like normal women that are having sex with their boyfriend, whereas like Farah literally looks like a porn star. Yeah. Oh, so true. Like, so true. She. You know what I mean? She has a porn star's body aesthetically. Like, she yeah. has changed her entire appearance to literally look like what it would typically mean to be a porn star. So it's like... Yeah. I mean, every everything was coming up roses for her in this tape. Like, she... I, I don't know why she wouldn't just fucking embrace it either. It's like, dude, you made a fucking X-rated, like you said, like a raunchy-ass, dirty, anal sex, sex swing porn. Like, yeah. just own it. Yeah. 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 Um... But then also, so I guess uh, in the same interview with Today.com, because this entire podcast is, re- is just revolves around like an Al Roker <laughs> exclusive with like James Dean. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of Al Roker like telling you the weather and then reporting on Backdoor Teen Mom. Oh, which by the way, like we have to acknowledge the fact that it was called Backdoor Teen Mom. Like, right. Like, it wasn't just, like, watch Fair Abram get fucked. It was, like, backdoor teen mom. Which, so, you know, Macy gets a lot of shit for being mad about, like, Fair coming back on the show and, like, doing the porn or show with her. And, like, she's gotten over it. She was, like, it was a little much. Like, get over yourself, Macy. But, like, I do yeah. understand, like, Macy's anger towards Farah because it wasn't just Farah's porn. It was called Backdoor Teen Mom. And Macy at the time was, like, you know, going on national speaking tours, like, calling herself the, te- like, Teen Mom, like, using the T capital, capital T capital M, like, to go on. She was, like, worked at the Candies Foundation and gave her, like, safe sex talks, like, at schools like all over the nation like she was making money she was doing pretty well for herself and then like Farrah comes and like takes the brand and like gets fucked in the ass with the brand well yeah I mean like I I definitely Macy was definitely being very like slut shamey she was being very like you know yeah yeah like she was on a high horse for sure but like at the same time like I mean even if these girls never film again together, like they're always going to be associated with each other and to for at no, you know, fault of your own to then be associated with like an anal, like fucking sex tape that pops up on Google sometimes when people look for you. Like I could see how that would, you know, that would piss me off. And And people, people are like, how come she doesn't care? Like that, like Amber, like beat up Gary and went to jail. And like, yeah, that's true. And I'm sure she cared about like Amber beat up Gary on film. But the fact is like, 
Amber didn't go to jail, like, yelling and screaming, like, teen mom does drugs, teen mom does drugs, like, teen mom <laughs> yeah. going to jail. Like, it wasn't <laughs> branded and sold publicly by Amber, like, capital T, capital M goes to jail. You know what, it wasn't, like, an Ernest movie, like, Ernest goes to jail, teen mom goes to jail, like, it wasn't like that, like, Farrah, like, purposely took the Teen Mom brand and literally turned it into a porn. So I really do think a lot of, like, Macy's anger towards Farrah with that came from her, like, sullying the brand. And, like, yes, you could argue Amber did it on her own, but I just feel like that was, like, within the context of the show. And it's, like, easier to separate Amber from what and what she did from the show. But, like, Farrah, like you said, like, if you Google Teen Mom, like, backdoor Teen Mom comes up. Absolutely. And like, I think that these girls have all, whether they've spoken about it or not, like they've all collectively um, come to the realization that like they will need to explain the things that took place on this show to their children. And like, you know, it's easy to explain poor choices you made when you were like a teenager or like, you know, as a young parent, just like trying to figure shit out. But like, how do you to then just be forced into a situation where you're going to have to explain to your child that you were on a reality show like you remember farah the one the girl that you've known since you were born yeah she was in an anal fucking sex tape porn and like now mommy's associated with it like it's just yeah. forced them into this weird thing even with their children that like it's like it just went a step too far totally and i like like look like mace like macy got over it like i you know, like, she was totally being slut-shaming, and there is nothing wrong with doing porn. And, like, yeah. but the fact is, like, I can understand, like, Macy's anger towards, like, what Farrah did to brand herself, basically. Absolutely. Um, and then, so, like, I guess the confusion at the very beginning of the tape was that, like, Farrah was giving this very uh, weird story about how it was released and telling people it was stolen. So, like, when it first had come out, like, everybody was obviously super confused. And then James was, like, being very honest about it. So everything she would say, they would just ask him and he would rebuttal it. And, like I said, it just went back and forth for, like, for, like, it's still, I mean, it's, I feel like it kind of still happens every once in a while. Like, oh. we'll still hear... 100%. You know what I mean? Like, an exclusive, exclusive from James Dean about, like, what really went on. So they asked him, like, what the fuck's going on with this tape? Is it stolen? Did she, like, consent to doing this? Like, what's going on? And he said, I think what happened is that they were going to pass it off as, like, a sex tape. And then somebody saw us, you know, coming out of a building together with, uh, with us holding hands. And they were like, what the hell is going on? And people would ask me wait and then he said and people ask me and i have this problem where i can't really lie and i'd be like yeah like we made a porno so like i mean at that point it should have just been like dead in the water like if i if a you know a pharaoh were like a a, a uh, rationally thinking person like any normal person would just be like all right the jig is up yeah i'm just gonna come clean like he literally talked about like our contracts like <laughs> he talked about our fucking meetings at vivid like it's over yeah. and she was would just not fucking give it up yeah, and also, like, she, like, created a backstory for them. Um, I think most of it came a little later. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But, like, she was, like, we hooked up in Miami. We hooked up in L.A. Like, yeah. like yeah. according to Farrah, they had, like, a cross-country romance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, like, star-crossed lovers, like, year-long, like, passionate lovemaking where it de they just decided at one moment, like, let's make a sex tape. And, like... Yeah, and she sure. also dumped oh. him in her version of it, which is, like, my favorite fucking part. Like, that she dumped him. 
<laughs> I love that. And then the so this is like my favorite part of this whole story is that the the production company that they had signed the contracts with like they wanted James and Farah to pretend to be a couple mm-hmm. for the paparazzi and it, this is like what we talked about earlier that Farah's infamous for calling the paparazzi and they were like look like the only way this will really work is if you guys like go out together and like be photographed which like I don't I I do believe James in the fact that I don't think he may be as just like a douchey straight guy like I, he may not have known the extent of like what her level of fame was mm-hmm. and obviously he had known at that point that she was on team mom but I don't think he like went back and fucking researched the show <laughs> especially because it was presented to him as like an, another day of filming like yeah truthfully yeah. from what I've read he thought they were going to just go film a porn like he does all day long. Yeah. So he had no clue what was going on. And I would not be surprised if Pharaoh was like calling the paparazzi and like purposely having them photograph them when they're outside together yeah. without telling him. Cause what does he need to know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I no totally. I a hundred percent like think that they picked the wrong guy if they wanted to do this, like we're a couple thing. Um, but at the same time, like the fact that it was none, I don't think any of this would have blown up into what it was if it wasn't James Dean. Absolutely. Also, what if if, like Farrah is trolling us and like has been trolling us for four years and will troll us until I literally die that like she knew this whole time that James is going to tell TMZ and that she was just going to double down because she knew it would make people talk about it more if they created this fight. Is that possible? Honestly, I don't think that that's like far off. Like I really do feel like Farah had to know that at some point he was going to tell people because uh, I mean, her immediate response to it was just so like, it was just so weird the way she responded immediately. It was like, this was stolen from my bedside. I don't trust him. I will no longer speak to James. It just felt very calculated. Yeah, but also at the same time, like, I wonder if we're deciding that because, like, we are regular human beings who, like, function on this <laughs> planet without personality disorders that, like, n- like, no offense to anybody that has a personality disorder, but one that's, like, completely untreated without any sort of therapy that has just been fueled <laughs> by you being on reality TV and making millions of dollars for being like a person that has an untreated mental illness. Uh, you know, different than just like me who sometimes can't get out of bed because of depression. I mean, thankfully not anymore, but like that was, you know, a long <laughs> period of my life. Like I wasn't getting gassed up for it. It was like you're pathetic. Uh, and so like, I like had to go get help. But yeah, so like, I think for us, it's like easy to be like, well, she has to be trolling us. And this all has to be part of the bigger picture. Like there's she set this whole thing up because it's so outrageous to us. But like Farah literally has an untreated personality disorder. I'm guessing that she gets paid for and rewarded for. And so Like, I want to say, like, she definitely knew what she was doing. But that's just because, like, I'm coming at it from a rational place. And Oh, for sure. Like, I might be, like, applying rational thoughts to, like, somebody that does not have them. (laughs) No, I totally get that. I think, like, not even just with the sex tape, but, like, in, uh, like, every 
aspect of Farrah's life. Oh. Like a lot of the things that she does are just you just they're so hard to believe Wait, that there's like, so like, many people on Reddit that will swear up and down that everything she does on camera is an act. Are you kidding me? Because it's so like they they just find it so impossible to believe that she is the way she is. And she'd be like, well, if you look on Simon's Snapchat, she's like laughing and having fun. So like she hands it up for the camera and Simon says she's different when the cameras are on. So like it's fake. It's fake. She's just acting. And my retort to that always is even if she's acting, she's still allowing herself to be betrayed or portrayed on a reality TV show that that's how she really is. So that's like, like if you're willing, like even if she was like totally acting, like she's still presenting Farah as that person. And so like, does it matter if it's fake? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like exactly. And like, also by the way, she's been acting like that on camera since she was like 15. Yeah. Everyone should go back and rewatch her 16 pregnant episode because I was actually surprised at how bad she was in that episode. Like I thought like when I went back and rewatched it, that Farrah was going to be like super nice and sweet. And like, it's just her mom and fame and being a teen mom that has like destroyed her. (laughs) But like, no, it was there from the beginning. And I think that you're, <clears throat> I mean, not that I'm a doctor, but I, I do think that you're, like, totally right. And she definitely has, like, a personality disorder. And she's just one of those people that you realize after so long, like, that, like, when you, when you, a sane person, are fighting with a crazy person constantly, like, you become the crazy person. Like, yeah. you're, yeah. like... You know what I mean? It's like when Sonia Morgan decided that, like, they should all stop arguing with Kelly Ben Simone on Scary Island yeah, because yeah, it made know. no sense for them to, like, That's continue arguing with. Episode. You know what I mean? When she's like, yes. she's clearly not stable, and we are now being bullies because we know she's not stable, and this is ridiculous. And, like, I feel like that's where I would be in life with Farrah Abraham. I'd just be like, look, because she, I feel like her and I in a room together, it would end with both of us just violently fucking screaming at each other because she just seems so unbearable to be around even for a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. And anybody she's ever interacted with, like, publicly has always resulted in some, like, dispute. Yeah. Also, here's my thing. Like, I've heard people say, like, Farrah could carry a show, but, like, I don't think she could because there's no No. redeeming factors to Farrah. Like, no. so like, for example, like, watching the Kardashians fight, like, is fun because at the end of the day, they're all like, love you, Bible, like, we're actually best friends, like, and mm-hmm. you know that they genuinely love each other, and, like, there's something, like, underneath it that they can, like, call each other cunts, but then, like, you know at right. the end of the day, like, they're gonna get salads and, like, like apologize and, like, maybe go reenact Pretty Woman at the Beverly Hills Hotel, like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe that's just what they'll do because it's Chris's favorite movie and they go to the suite that they filmed in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know that will happen. Like, after they, like, literally burn their mom's house down, they're like, well, I love you. And, like, it's fine. But, like, with Farah watching her and her family is so hard for I mean, I'll speak in the eye, but it's so hard for me and I think most people because there's no redeeming factor. You don't feel like there's any genuine, like, any genuine love underneath like when deb is crying about fair being mean you're just like wow you're a narcissist and when fair is going off on deb for doing nothing you're like wow you're fucking crazy um right even with like barbara and janelle like when they're fighting like you know like barbara loves janelle and janelle loves yeah. barbara and just wants to be loved and like there is like underneath it like they're both humans that like love each other but like watching the abrams fight is like sick 
Because you're like, I don't think any of these people feel any sort of good emotions towards one another, even underneath everything. They're all just, like, weird robots. No, for real. Like, especially over time, like, it's like the more work fair has gotten done, the more, like... <laughs> like the, the heavier more... the eyelashes get, it's like... <laughs> like, she's just become, like, this fully, fully empty person. She just has no... And that's why that show only works as, like you said, the four of them. Because you need, even with Team Mom 2, and I will even fucking throw Chelsea's ass into this equation. Like, you need, like, the boring ones who have wholesome stories that, yeah. like, y- you can't watch cleanser. a full hour. Yeah, you need a palate cleanser. Like, you cannot watch a full hour of Farah being delusional with her mom. Yeah. And, like, want to tune in every week. Like, that would be so emotionally exhausting. <laughs> I would kill myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You need, like, you need a five-minute segment of Macy saying, quit flicking your pecker to Bentley. And to be like, ugh. Yeah. Well, it's funny because mom. Kate Casey, like, had asked me about, like, had talked, like, well, should we, like, talk about family therapy? Like, that fair is on right now with her parents. And she's like, honestly, Liz, like, I don't think I can because it's too dark. Like, it's yeah. just, it's too dark, and, like, I, I can't really, like, watch this or talk about it. Like, and that's just them with other people. <laughs> like, right. It's too fucking exhausting. It's, it's like, like, I feel so much tension and rage when I watch Farrah's scenes, and then when they end, it really feels like you're coming, like, down from a roller coaster. For real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. Um, so then they continued. This is all, by the way, st- still talking to Al Roker. Um, they <laughs> continued to ask James about um, this, like, uh, rumor that they were dating and that they had a relationship because, again, Farrah was going around and telling people that they, like you said, they were a couple and that, she, you know, he had broken her trust. And he said they wanted to send us out on a date and then call the tabloids and have them come. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to pretend to be dating someone. I'm a big believer in honesty and I don't and I don't like weird media ploys. It's just not my style. I told them that I was not going I told them that I am not a prostitute and <laughs> I'm not okay. going I'm not going sure. to go on like okay sir, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I am not a whore and I'm not going to go on fake dates with people for tabloids. This was not going to be I was wait. That was not going to be able to be leaked as a weird I was not going to be leaked as a weird boyfriend girlfriend sort of thing. If we're going to make a celebrity sex tape and try and pass it off as an amateur home video, you don't hire a well-known porn star to do it. You hire, like, some random-ass dude. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, not for nothing, like, picking James Dean, who has, like, no interest in playing the celebrity game, who has no interpersonal skills that I can tell, who, like, probably doesn't own a TV, like, hates tabloids, like who has no interest whatsoever in, like, being a celebrity outside of his porn. Like, uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's funny, like, when he was doing press for the Canyons, he was like, oh, I'm not transitioning to a movie star. Like, he's like, no, no, I'm still doing porn. Like, they just asked me to be in this movie, and, like, that's cool. And if other people want to ask me to be in a movie, like, that's cool. But, like, I'm not Sasha Gray. Like, I fucking love porn, and I'm going to keep doing porn until I can't do it anymore. Like, like don't get it twisted like this is no crossover story so they did not do a good job in picking like 
James Dean is not out here, like, trying to break into Hollywood and to just be a regular celebrity. Like, he's a porn star. And he was doing very, very well without the Fair Abrams Press and didn't need the Fair Abrams Press. You know what I mean? Like, at this time, right. this is going down. He's, like, literally getting, like, a movie written by Brett Easton Ellis starring Lindsay Lohan. Like, he, like, literally got, like, a major movie role. Um, I mean, you know, it ended up being what it was. But, yeah, like... To pick James Dean, who, like, literally could not care less about being photographed, was their worst idea. It was a terrible idea. So fucking weird. And he also, like like I said earlier, he showed no interest in, like, wanting to even know who she really was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he didn't even Google on, her. <laughs> he literally didn't even Google her. Like, at the very most, at the very most, the most effort that could have been put forth is, like, he could have gotten, like, a fucking Hulu account. <laughs> And on his day off, just, like, watched a couple episodes of the 10-year reality show yeah. she's been filming. But he didn't even do that. No. He had and like, no fucking clue who she was. From his interviews, it does not seem like he's interested, like, in, like, I bet you can have a whole conversation with James Dean and then meet, like, a two-hour conversation and then meet him the next day. And he'd be like, oh, hi, I'm James. And you're like, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 we met. We met yesterday. And you'd yeah. be like, did we? And then just walk away. Like, Totally nonplussed, like, by the fact that you just said, like, we had a two-hour conversation yesterday. He'd be like, huh, that's weird. And then, like, go on to his next. Like, Right. Like, sir, we literally had sex yesterday on, on a pool table in front of 90 people. We filmed it for a video. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, can't you see that, though? Like, that, like, that's the impression that, like, I really got from all of his interviews. No, for sure. And, like, he was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, and, I mean... I, I think what you said about it not being it wouldn't have been like a big deal if it weren't him like is so true because the juxtaposition between those two things is that like women at this time especially like loved James yeah. Dean like he was like the he was the male porn star that like women felt comfortable saying that they watched I mean the and, first like, ever really the first ever for for sure like he was the known as like the feminist male porn star so yeah. like you know in fair's mind she's probably thinking like this is gonna be fucking incredible like yeah i mean <laughs> i had never known a male porn star's name before james dean like i don't think um you know and like i know yeah. there's like lexington steel and i literally only know him because like he was on a podcast i listened to once and like i heard his name <laughs> and i was like lexington steel <laughs> that's a crazy name but like I don't, you know what I mean? Like, he's not in any of the press I read, like, but, like, James yeah. Dean was, like, legit famous, and just for famous. being a porn star. Like, when he got the Canyons, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like, I wasn't like, who? Like. Right. I was like, oh, James Dean got, like, a mainstream role. Like, that's yeah. what it turned into for a lot of people. Um, so, Farrah ended up selling the sex tape to Vivid for $1.5 million. Incorrect. Um, was it two? Incorrect. Oh, let 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 Lizzie come. Let Lizzie come and help oh you. Fair got ten k. Gonna pull back that. fucking dark. Fair got ten k up front for that porn, and then thirty percent back end. Haha, <laughs> back end. But um, she got thirty percent, which did end up making. I believe she might have made one point five at the end of it because Vivid had released a check where. I think in 2014, for the first quarter, they had paid her, like, $100,000. So she got 30% of residuals, which um, Vivid is, like, a pay porn site. But, like, you have to pay to use. Right. Um, plus, they will do previews, and I'm sure those are just, like, littered with ads. 
You know what I mean? So she did make money off of it, but she only got 10K up front and was telling people she got a million. Okay. I need a minute. I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Gawker, like, did this big uh, expose on it, basically. That was like, no, no, no. She's telling everybody she got a million. But that, like, first of all, would never happen. Like, Viva would never pay a million dollars for a porn up front. They just wouldn't do it. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, but, so, yeah. So, she got 10K up front and then 30% residuals. <laughs> The really funny thing about that, too, was that she I mean, I don't know why I didn't just assume that she was lying about how much she got, because (laughs) she was also saying, too, that, like, she hired everybody, you know what I mean? Like, still trying to, like, allude to the fact that this was her thing that she was doing for herself. So she hired the production team and a friend told her about James Dean. So she privately contacted him and said, would you do this with me? I heard you're great. And she hired him and then she paid him to be a part of it. Whereas he was like, that's completely not true. Like we went into a porn studio together and we signed contracts. And then just like any other day of work for me, we went to a fucking mansion and the porn studio set up cameras and I, and I had sex with a girl and then the company paid me like, but she still, you know, to this day would even say like, you know, she hired him. She regrets contacting him to be a part of it when, like, he literally was contacted by the production company. Like, she had no control over anything. (laughs) You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. you got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So, go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends download june's journey now on your android or ios device or play on pc through facebook games